Hi, welcome back. Michelle Sparks with you, illuminating anorexia, eating, self and body issues. Great to have your company. At the start of a new year and a new decade, I have been really thinking about comfort, peace and hope. And Australia, as some of you may know, is right now, my state where I live, um, there is an incredible, uh, catastrophic emergency situation of bushfires that are impacting so much of our state and in fact so much of our country and I've been thinking about comfort, peace and hope because I am so aware that people are deeply distressed and in some places inconsolable, suffering great grief and great anxiety. Some people will be feeling hopeless and helpless in the face of such devastation and I have been just so filled in my, you know, so um, exercised, I suppose, in my spirit, praying for my countrymen and my country and the wildlife and animals. And I've been just thinking about the qualities of comfort, peace and hope, because I'm so aware that when we're feeling these distressing emotions, we need comfort and it got me thinking about my eating disorder friends as well because of course we experience these same emotions of deep distress, at times feeling inconsolable, at times feeling highly agitated, highly anxious, sometimes hopeless, sometimes helpless and despairing and we need comfort when we're feeling these emotions. We need comfort. And I was thinking, how do we experience comfort? Well, obviously, we can experience comfort by being in the presence of someone who is comforting, someone who cares about us, someone who loves us, someone who can take some time to hear us or simply be with us in our place of distress, can offer us uh, food or shelter or warmth, a hug, uh, wrap a a blanket around us if we're cold. You know, I'm thinking about a baby when a baby is um, needing to feel security when, you know, they're really distressed. We often bind them, we, we wrap them, I should say, tightly in a blanket and that helps them to feel secure and to feel, it helps them settle and rest. And there's this idea with comfort that it, it brings a soothing, a salve, an ability to rest and to settle and there's a sense of peace that comes with comfort isn't there when you are comforted you settle you feel you go from agitation and distress to a calming a soothing a peace and when you experience comfort and peace you can start to consider your future in time with more hope you are not looking at your future through the same lens of distress that, you know, when we're deeply distressed or deeply agitated or feeling very hopeless, as we look towards our future, the way we are feeling in the present obviously colours how we see the future. But when we actually receive comfort, when we feel comforted and we settle and we feel peace, from that place, 
we can start to consider again a future that has hope in it. We start, we, we come from a different space. You know, when we get that comfort and that peace in our soul, it enables us to view the future differently. And so I'm, you know, if you've been listening to my material, any of my resources, you will know that I take a whole person approach to eating disorder issues. And um, certainly as I think about this particular uh, these qualities of comfort, peace and hope, I know that we can experience comfort in a, at a, a natural level when we're in the presence of someone who cares for us, has time for us, can listen to us, can perhaps provide us with something that we don't have, which is why we're discomforted, that can hold us, maybe hug us, soothe us, um, reassure us, reassure us that it's going to be okay that we're not alone, that there's going to be provision for us. I think comfort and security and rest go very much together. And lack of uh, comfort, security and rest or peace um, are the very things that lead us to distress or actually uh, magnify and agitate distress. There's nothing worse is there, then when you're feeling deeply distressed or agitated to feel so alone and unseen and like you are feeling isolated. These deep emotions can actually isolate us because we feel like no one can see or understand what we're going through. And you know, in some ways, that's actually quite true. There's a proverb that says, um, no one knows the joy of another man's heart or the sorrow of another man's heart. And it's true. It's really... No, people can guess and they can maybe um, empathize and have compassion, but really no one knows your deep experience, the depths of your emotions apart from you. But I would like to suggest, and I've been thinking about this tonight over the last few days as we've experienced this incredible emo emergency and c catastrophe in our country that's causing such devastation and such distress at such deep and profound levels. I, I just wish my fellow countrymen comfort, a comfort that would be deeper than, I mean, certainly natural uh, resources and help and support. But I feel like there's something that we need that, that goes deeper, is more substantial. It's like not an external comforting, but it's, it's a comfort that that is within us and that can support us internally and as you may know I, I have a spiritual dimension that uh, that I bring to the work I do for those who are interested or open to hearing or considering a spiritual dimension and so one of the one of the things I've just been thinking about recently is this absolutely beautiful verse in scripture that just says it says praise be to God to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our trouble so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God and the parts of that that I really just want to draw I suppose to your attention is the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our trouble. 
you know, it's hard to give comfort um, if we haven't received comfort ourselves. And in fact, the ability to soothe ourselves develops initially by internalizing the soothing functions of the protective other. But we've first got to experience this soothing from one who sees and knows and loves and can bring such deep comfort to our soul that we can actually receive at a very deep level comfort that is substantial, that is significant, that can uphold us and feed us. It's like a filling. It's like a soul food. So I just want to bring that on this day, at the beginning of this new year and new decade, I'm thinking about my fellow countrymen, but it also got me thinking about my um, friends and the people who listen to me with regard to eating disorders, because I know how much we need comfort. I know how distressed and agitated and inconsolable we can become. And we need comfort. And yes, spending time with a, a friend, um, maybe a therapist or a counsellor or a coach that provides that sense of comfort, being seen, being heard, being understood. I mean, much better if you can get that from your loved ones, much better. But I just want to suggest that even beyond those human relationships, which are so necessary, don't get me wrong, they are so necessary for comfort and reassurance and um, encouragement and holding and providing when we're, we're feeling those high emotions, that high distress. But in my own journey, and uh, you know, I've got an aging mother who's just um, got had four really serious falls in the last few months. And we've spent the last 10 days with her in hospital and over the Christmas period. And, you know, she's my mum. And um, she is very precious to me. And my dad has passed away. My brothers and sisters have partners or families of their own, but but I don't, and that's okay. I'm not um, I'm not complaining about that at all. There's been a lot of you know I've had choices in that, of course, um, and I'm very happy with my life. Always open to what the future may bring, but very happy to be where I am right now. So it's not a complaint. But as I, you know, as I've walked through this period with my mum, I have felt great grief. And um, really grief for her, her, you know, it's been challenges getting her the care that she needs. And, you know, that has actually triggered some of my old patterns of being that developed as part of the anorexia. I was over responsible for my mum. I felt totally responsible for her, in fact. And um, I've noticed, you know, just some of those triggers being, or those emotion schemes, if you want to talk in psychological terms, have been a bit triggered in this circumstance and I can have friends and colleagues and I can talk to them and that is reassuring and there is certainly a level of comfort in that and I totally um, acknowledge and validate that but a deeper place for me always and one that holds me steady through the darkest parts of my life um, certainly since I came back into a relationship with God when I was 24, I'd walked away from all that when I was 15 because I really just had a had religion. I didn't have relationship. I didn't have grace and truth. I just had, you know, 
a hard taskmaster that I had to get things right and if I didn't things would be disastrous so that was my religious experience but at 24 I came back or went forward into a different space into a relationship with a personal God who I discovered really loved me and I experienced that love and have continued to obviously it's not something that you just happens once um, and that has really changed my life it's healed my heart and so even in this period where I was feeling distressed and and in grief um, around my mother not just around my country but around my mother I could have human comfort and that was helpful but what has helped me most and what anchors me most securely and gives me the greatest measure of comfort and peace and hope for the future is this comfort that I receive in the presence of that father of compassion, that one who I know is the father of compassion. He's a good God. He's a loving father. He has compassion towards us in our weakness, in our frailty. He is mindful that we are just flesh. He is mindful of that. He is the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. And he comforts us in all our trouble. And out of that comfort that we receive, we can then go on later to give comfort that is not just words but it's actually got a depth to it and you know you will know people who have walked through challenges when they when they give you uh, comfort you receive at a different level because you can feel that comfort it has a substance to it that is beyond mere words I wonder if you know what I mean by that so I do want to encourage you at the start of this year and I want to pray that you experience a deep comfort wherever you're at in your journey right now with disordered eating. I pray you get comfort at a human, natural level, the comfort of connection, the comfort of being seen and known in your struggle and understood where you really are, not having to hide behind a mask or pretend to be something that you're not, to, but to be able to sit in the reality of your life and even in the, and definitely, in the depths of perhaps those emotions of distress and despair and anxiety because that's where that father of compassion he will sit with you in that place you do not have to put on a mask with him he is the father of compassion he sees you he knows you he knows you and he loves you you may never have heard that before but he really does he loves you that is his nature he can't do anything else but love you. And he can comfort you. And I just want to encourage you with that thought at the start of this year. And um, yeah, happy to get your feedback. Love your questions, your comments. And yeah, may the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort comfort you in all the troubles that you are currently experiencing, that you would have a peace that passes understanding in your soul that would guard your heart and guard your mind and enable you to hope and see a future for yourself that has hope. That would be my prayer for you at the start of this new year. So until next time, travel well. <laughs>